This is the redeemed Christian Church of God, more than conquer perish. Father, once again we thank you. We thank you for destroying evil dream. Thank you for destroying the arrows of the wicked one. Thank you for lifting our hands up. Thank you for moving us from glory to glory. By the blood of Jesus, we nullified every evil dream. Whatever thing you might have eaten in the dream, by the blood of Jesus, we nullify them. Those of you having sex in the dream, such evil plague, I command them to seize over your life. Those of you seeing snakes running after you in the dream, I set ablaze that serpent in the name of Jesus. Those of you seeing strange people running after you, or if I particularly, the Lord said there's someone here, this morning you had a dream and you saw yourself in the midst of a war. This morning I pray for you. You will not find yourself in the midst of war. And you will not die. Father, we thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. This morning, we are going to look at our prophetic focus uh, in this month is love. That is the focus for this month. It's a month of love. And so our prophetic focus for today uh, is the power of love. That's what we're going to look at, the power, of, the power of love. But in this service, the topic is this is love. Let's say it together. One more time. Louder. This is love. That is our topic this morning. Um, please turn your Bible with me to the book of Luke, chapter 15. And I will take some reading and also from the book of Second Peter, chapter 3, uh, from verse 1. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. Nations we gather in this house to hear the word of God. Yeah. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man received sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness? And go after that which is lost until he has found it. When he had found it, he lay it on his shoulder, rejoicing, rejoicing. Look at that word, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me. People will rejoice with you in this way. I said, People will rejoice with me in this way. Now he said, For I have found my sheep which was lost. Whatever thing that you have lost in the park, this week you will recover them all. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. 
Either what the woman have ten uh, pieces of silver, if he lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently, seek diligently till he finds it. Tell your neighbor, seek God diligently. Tell your neighbor, seek God diligently and you will find him. And when he had found it, she called her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. If you are here this morning and you are here to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God wants to rejoice over you and this morning is your day of salvation. I say it's your day of salvation. Second Peter chapter 3, 2 Peter chapter 3, and then somebody can read for us. 2 Peter chapter 3 from verse 1, quick. Uh-huh. Okay. I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds, by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before the holy prophet, and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lust, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, for since the father fell asleep. All things continue as they were. All things continue as they were. From the beginning to the creation of the creation. Uh -huh. For these, they willingly, are, they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. Be not ignorant of this one thing. That one day is with the Lord. That one day is with the Lord. As a thousand years. As a thousand years. And a thousand years. And a thousand years. As, a, as one day. As one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Tell your neighbor, my God is not slack. My God is not slack. Say it as if my God is not slack. My God is not slack. Concerning his promises. Concerning Tell one more person, my God is not slack. My God is not slack. Concerning his promises. Go ahead, sir. As some men count slackness. Some men count slackness. But it's long suffering is thus is but it's long suffering to us what? Not willing that any should perish. Not willing that any should perish. That all should come to repentance. But that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord. Brethren, God possesses many personalities, many natures, attributes. You see, God is not a one-sided person. God is a person. One of the nature of God is, one, just like a person can get angry. We see in the book of Psalm 30, verse 5, is anger endure but a moment. So that means God can get angry. Is a nature. Is a nature. God can get angry. Now, also, we also discover that from the from the word of God in Hebrew, in the book of Hebrews, that God is also a consuming fire. So God has many nature. So there's so many sides to God. Now, 
Also, if you look at the book of Lamentation, chapter 3, God is also a merciful God. So, one, God can get angry. God can, you know, can be upset. He is also a consuming fire. He is also a merciful God, and so on. Also, other scripture tells us about the gentleness of God, the compassion of God, and so on. Now, there is one nature of God that is very powerful, which is love. Let's say love. Say love. Say love. Louder. Say love. Say love. Now, love is one of the most powerful natures of God. And it is the greatest of all the gifts. Love is one of the greatest uh, attributes of God. And it is one of also the powerful gifts that the Lord has given to us as believers. Now, if you look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, the Bible tells us, but charity, but charity, but charity. What happened to charity? Charity, which is also the same thing as love. When you read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, what happened? Okay, let's read it together. One, two, go. And now abide faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of this is charity. Praise the Lord. Say the greatest of this is charity. Now, you see, while I was studying the word of God, the Lord revealed to me that love can be proved. Love can be tested. Love can be tried. Love can be proved. Love can be tested. Love can be tried. Please turn your Bible with me to, to the book of 2 Corinthians. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 8. Uh-huh. Okay. And to prove the sincerity of your love. And to prove. So we can prove love. If you tell me you love me, we can prove it. We need to prove it. If you tell God you love God, we can prove it. We need to prove it and see if indeed you love God. If indeed you love God. So we can prove love. Now, any love that is not proved is not sincere and sacrificial. Any love that is not proved, whether to God or to people, you claim you love them. Oh, I love God. I love my family. I love my wife. I love my children. I love my pastor and so on and so forth. If you have not proved it, then that love is not sincere and is not sacrificial. Praise the Lord. Now, we can see a, proof, a, a proved love or a proven love in the book of Genesis chapter 29, verse 20. And that was the case of, ja uh, of Jacob. Genesis 20. 29 verse 20 and also Genesis 22 verse 12 Genesis 29 verse 20 and Jacob served seven years how many years seven years let's say louder how many years seven years louder how many years seven years okay for Rachel and for who the Bible did not say that uh, Jacob served for God he served for a woman so brothers you that say you are in love yeah, you better go and learn from Brother Jacob to see whether you really love that sister. You know, all, some of this love that you, many of us are carrying around, it's not love. Oh. It's not love. Go and ask Brother Jacob. Go ahead, sir. And they seemed unto him... Uh -huh. Now, pay attention to that part. Uh -huh. Go ahead. <laughs> they seemed unto and him... they seemed unto him uh -huh. but a few days... <laughs> For the love he had to her. <laughs> 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 
Okay, all the married men, please stand up. Be fast, be fast. Celebrate Jesus in their life. Thank you. Amen. Why did I ask you to stand up? <laughs> My brother, I read that verse again. We are going somewhere. Quick, quick, quick. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And Jacob served seven years for Jacob. For Rachel. I mean, for Rachel. And they seemed unto him. And they seemed unto him. But a few days. But a few days. For the love he had to her. For the love he had to her. So they married the men, including myself. How much do you love your wife? So that's the question I wanted to have in mind. How much? Don't tell us the answer. Just keep it to yourself. How much do you love your wife? So love your wife. Hmm? Love your wife. You may take your seat. Love your wife. Now, in Genesis chapter 22, just telling us that love can be proven. We can test it. Whether you say you love, oh, I love, I do this, I do that, we can test it. So love can be proven. Now, Genesis 22, verse 12, we'll see another demonstration of practical love. Genesis 22, verse 12. And he said, And he said, Let not thy hand upon the lad, uh -huh. neither do thou any, Neither do thou anything unto him. Okay. For now I know that thou feared God. For now I know that you fear God. Seeing thou hast not withheld thy Seeing son. Seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son. Thine only son. Thy only son. From me. From me. You may take your seat. Brethren, this is love. Now, let us look at God's kind of love, the compelling power in God's love. Number one, God's love, God's kind of love leaves the 99 righteous to chase after one missing sheep. I, I, you know, I was pondering on it. How can a man has 100 people, let's use people, or sheep, and one of them got missing? And he decided to abandon the 99 and begin to chase after just one. Within yourself and myself, if we ask ourselves, is the 99 not better than one? Yes or no? It's better. At least even if you are going to kill that sheep, there are so many meat you will get from 99. But Jesus Christ, our God himself, he abandoned the 99 to chase after that one missing sheep. That's why he said, this is love. You know who is that missing sheep? You and I. You are that missing sheep. He abandoned the others. And he came running after you to find you. To find your life. To make you his child. He abandoned the other things and ran after you. I want you to rise up on your feet and say, Jesus, thank you for finding me. Thank you for finding me. Go ahead and make that your prayer. You are that one ship. You are that one ship. You are that one ship.
He found you. He found you. Thank him for finding you. For in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. You may take your seat. So God's kind of love towards you is too deep to comprehend. This kind of love is patient. Patient enough until you have come to acknowledge the love of God and it brings you into the sheepfold. That is that kind of, of love that we are talking about. Now, no wonder that that kind of love that Jesus talked about, look at it from where we read in that book, in that book of uh, Luke chapter 15. Not only has he found you, when he found the one sheep, he carried the sheep on his shoulder and called his neighbor and said, come on, come and join me, sing hallelujah. Jehovah Jireh has done me well. Hey. Come and join me, sing hallelujah. Jehovah Jireh has done me well. Now, he, he carried him on his shoulder and called his neighbor to rejoice with him. That is to tell you how deep the love of God is towards you. Now, you are going to say, Father, thank you for finding me. And for bringing me back into the sheepfold. Make that your prayer. Make that your prayer. Make that your prayer. Make that your prayer. Say, Father, I thank you for finding me and for bringing me and my family into the sheepfold. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are framed. Now, let's quickly look at Jeremiah chapter 31, where we took our call to worship. Jeremiah 31. Number two. We are looking at the compelling power in God's love. Number two, God's kind of love for you and I is everlasting. It's everlasting. Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah chapter 31 from verse 3. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me. Uh-huh. Saying. God will appear to you today. Amen. Yeah. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. You see, God's kind of love is not temporal. God's kind of love towards you is not the one that is just for a moment. He has loved you with an everlasting love. Damn it, there's no end to his love. Go ahead. Therefore, therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. With loving kindness has he drawn you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Again, I will build thee. Amen. You say amen. Amen. And thou shalt be built. Amen. O virgin of Israel, thou shalt again be adorned with thy tablets. Amen. And shalt thou go forth in the dances of them that make merry. Amen. Thou shalt yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria. Uh -huh. The planter shall plant. And you see, when you see a man that God loves, or a man into business that God loves, he will go to a mountain and plant vine. Brethren, do we plant vine on mountains? You know mountains. You just go to a mountain and go and plant yam, uh, tube of yam. Is it normal? It's not normal. But the kind of love that God has for you is the type that you will go to a mountain and plant there and you will reap your bumper harvest. Amen. That is the kind of love. Read that verse again. 
Thou shalt plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria. Upon the mountains of Samaria. Upon the mountains of Winnipeg. Amen. Of Canada. Amen. Go ahead. The planters shall plant. Uh -huh. And shall eat them as common things. I want you to rise up on your feet. Begin to pray. That in this land of Canada. Every seed that I have sown. I will reap them. Nothing will frustrate your plant. Nothing will frustrate your harvest. Quiet, are you praying? There are, there are demonic forces that frustrate harvest. Parent, every seed you have sown, you will reap them. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please take, take your seat. So God's kind of love, it transcends beyond the life that we live. It's not, it's not the love that we see our brother say or sister. They say, I love him, we love ourselves. And then little thing, I don't love you again. I do this, I hate you. That's not the love we are talking about. We are talking about the love that's beyond eternity. He said, I have loved you with what? An everlasting love. Number three, the compelling power in God's love. God's kind of love makes people think that God is slack concerning his promise. You see, sometimes you try to comprehend what kind of love is this? What kind of love is this? Oftentimes people will say, well, you have been saying Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back again. Whether we like it or not, he's coming back. Whether the Muslim like it or not, he's coming back. Whether the idol worshippers like it or not, he's coming back. He's coming back again. Whether the gay community like it or not, he's coming back. Whether the people on the other side like it or not, it's coming back. You might say, oh, we have heard that before. It's coming back. Why is it that he has not come back yet? Because of you. Because of you. Because of you. Now, tell your neighbor, it is love, not slackness. Tell your neighbor, it is love, not slackness. Say it is love. It is not lack of power. It is because of love. Praise the Lord. Number four, because of our time. God's kind of love compels God to allow the blood of his only servant to be shed to redeem sinners. I can't explain that. The love that we are talking about here. Is the love that God will allow another man to be killed just to save a community? Is that man not human being too? The kind of love we are talking about here will allow the servant of God to be killed just to save a soul. That is how deep the love of God is. That means God can decide and say, let somebody move away from this world so that I can gain some people. That is the kind of love he has. That is the kind. Now, turn your Bible with me to the book of Acts chapter 12. 
We'll see an example there. And then you are going to rise up and pray. Acts chapter 12 from verse 1 and 2. Acts chapter 12 and verse, verse 1 and 2. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He killed what? James, the brother of John. With what? With what? With what? You see, when they ask Christians to pray, they don't pray. Some are checking their phone. Some are even texting. And whereas, there are certain of the Jews that are plotting. In fact, the Bible also tells us about some people who fasted until they see Paul dead. But when it is time to pray, some people is Father, I just thank you. Whereas there are some people fasting, maybe because of your family, to see your family go down. But when it is time to pray, Father, I thank you. And whereas there are some people, look at it. This wicked king, he killed brother James. That is the kind of love that God had for you. A love that, why would God allow James to be killed? Can God not save James? He can. But he did that to prove a point. He did that so that the king might know how much of God's love that he has enjoyed, even though he did not repent. You are going to rise up on your feet. We also have another case of the king, I mean of the wife of uh, King Ahab, Jezebel, that wicked woman. How she also killed the holy servant of God. You are going to pray this morning. You are going to see anyone that has stretched forth their hand against me, against my family, to vex us. This morning, I cut that hand off. Your enterprise will not be established. Go ahead and make that your prayer. Go ahead and make that your prayer. Go ahead and make that your prayer. Make that your prayer. Make that your prayer. Make that your prayer. We are not talking about a gentleman kind of prayer. The death of the saint, it pains God. But he did that to prove his love for others. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Take your seat. We don't have time. Number five. God's kind of love compels God to lay down his only son, Jesus Christ. John 3, 16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. All you need to do is not believe him. God kind of love compelled Jesus to die for you and I. The blood of an innocent man was shed for the same people that crucified him. The blood of Jesus was shed for you. The same people that crucified him. You are going to say, Jesus, thou son of David, thank you for shedding your blood for me. Make that your prayer. Jesus, thou son of David, thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. For in Jesus' mighty name we are framed. Now, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, I read. But he was wounded for our transgression. 
talking about this is love. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. I declare upon someone that may be sick right now. By his stripes you are healed. I say by his stripes your father is healed. Your mother is healed. Your sister is healed. In the name of Jesus. That is the kind of love. He was, he was, you know, they, they stripped him naked and they beat him. They flogged him. And by that stripes, you and I were healed. The stripes healed all diseases. You are going to say, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you for all the stripes you receive for my sake. I am now whole because of the stripes. Go ahead and make that your prayer of thanksgiving. I just want to thank you for the stripes that you receive on my behalf. This is love, brethren. As we prepare to look into love properly, we need to understand this foundation, the kind of God's love that we are talking about. For in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Now, do you know because of love, this same Jesus was so poor that he was delivered in a manger. He was so poor. The parents could not find a place. They said, let's just manage this place. Why? So that we might become rich. That is the, and the kind of love that he has for you is everlasting. So it's not a temporal love. We are not talking about love that he changes his mind tomorrow. Men can change their mind tomorrow. Women can change their mind tomorrow. This kind of love that God has for you is everlasting. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. From verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the cause of the law. You see, Jesus became a cause for us. That we might what? Go ahead. Be made a cause for us, uh -huh. for it is written, uh -huh. cause is everyone that hangeth on a tree. You see, it is not normal for a man to go and hang himself on the tree. That's what that scripture, go ahead. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Without him hanging on the tree, the blessing cannot come on you and your household. Go ahead. Through Jesus Christ, uh -huh. that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Through faith. Through faith. You are going to rise up on your faith. You are going to say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I now have, I have come to the understanding of how much you love me. Now I know that I am not poor. And I can never be poor. Because for my sake, you became poor. Go ahead and make that your prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I now have that understanding of how much you love me. You were so poor so that I may not be poor. Now, I have this understanding that I can never be poor. It's just too late. I can never be poor. Because, because of me, he became poor. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 tells us. He became poor so that through his poverty we might become rich. We might become rich. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. 
remain standing, you are going to say, Lord Jesus, thank you for redeeming me from the course of the law. Now every stronghold of causes in my life, in my family, be broken in the name of Jesus. Make that your prayer. Every stronghold of causes be broken, be broken, be broken. Now be broken, be broken, be broken. Make that your prayer. Now, if God can love you this far, he will give you anything. Now, begin to ask the Lord what you want him to do. If you are here this morning, how can you respond to the love of God? It is by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That is the first step. That is the first step to accepting this law, to, reci to reciprocating, to respond to it. If you are here this morning, Jesus has brought you here this morning to save your soul. If you are here this morning, and you want to say, Lord Jesus, come and save my soul, please lift up your hand while the rest of you continue to ask the Lord what you want him to do for you. If he love you this far, there's nothing he can do for you. If he love you this far, he can give you a car. Car is too small. If he love you this far, he can give you wisdom. If he love you this far, you will not be put to shame. So tell him what you want. If you are here this morning and you want to make Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you don't want to take this God's grace for granted. You don't want to count a slackness. You don't want to say, yes, this God is slack. He's not slack. If you are here this morning and you want to say, Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. Please raise up your hand. While we pray with you this morning, you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you can come forward. If you are raising up your hand, you want to make Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The rest of you continue to pray. Tell him what you want. If he loves you everlasting, if his love towards you is everlasting, then there's nothing he cannot do for you. Talk to him. Talk to him. Father, I thank you. I give you praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Whatever you have asked of the Lord, the Lord has granted unto you. The prophet Eli told Hannah, he said, go, your request has been granted. I pray for you. Go, your request has been granted. And you will come back with testimony. Amen. And I pray for you. The love that God has for you. You will reciprocate the same love. Even unto others. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father we thank you. For in Jesus mighty name. We are praying. Jam those hands together for Jesus. Remain standing. Jam those hands together for Jesus.